And so, Father, we thank you even as we open the word to share. May your spirit lead us and may you minister unto us. May we hear your voice even as you speak unto us. We are yours and we thank you for the grace and the strength that you give unto us in every situation and circumstance that we may fulfill your purpose and your will. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So today, God, as he grants us this grace, let us share briefly. It's just something that the Father has laid upon my heart. We were sharing with it from the last time when I shared. I think it was way back in October, maybe, when I last shared. Before whatever it is that happened, happened. And today... I would just like to touch something, something as I was waiting on God. It came back the same, same thing that we were sharing on, just to summarize, to summarize and finish it. And that is something to do with the presence of God and what the presence of God does in each one of our lives, in whatever situation we may be in. And so today, I would just like, we've touched on, we've talked about what God's talked to us about my presence, that is His presence. And we came to know, to, we touched the uh, last time on something with dwelling in his presence. And just to finish that particular aspect, what was laid upon my heart in line with that same, same thing is, let us summarize it with briefly with just this word or this particular approach, knowing his presence, that is to know the presence, the presence of God. Realize that in each one of us, every one of us, remember what Paul says somewhere that, you know, I know whom I have believed. I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Now realize, he says, I know whom I have believed. He had only maybe seen him in vision, but in person, really, in person after all, in all the trials and the tribulations that Paul goes through, in many of those trials, one may say it's like this particular God he knew was not there because Paul really suffered and he suffered much. If you see, he lists down the types of sufferings he goes through. And if you look at them, you realize not many of us will stand through all those particular trials. But yet, something sustains this servant of God through all those particular difficult and trying times. And one of the things that I would like, we touched the last time and we said on that aspect that, you know, unless you know him, you will not be able to know his presence. And today I want us to touch on that aspect of knowing his, knowing his presence. Remember what Jacob said, that, you know, I have been here, or rather, you know, you are here and I did not, I didn't know it. You, you are all around me and I did not realize, I did not realize it. Let us look at what the word of God says in Matthew chapter 28 verse 20, a scripture that we know. And it's one of the main scriptures that we look at. It says, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. These are the words of Jesus. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. All 
over and above the teaching that you teach them, as he tells the disciples, he gives them that particular assurance that I am with you even to the end of the ages. Now, I want you to hold that scripture in your mind as we share a few thoughts this, this afternoon. Realize, as we have said, you may be in his presence and yet not know his presence. That is one of the strangest things with us human beings. You can be in his own presence but yet not know it, that you are in his presence. You may mention his name and just likewise not really know him. And that is, you may mention his name, call him and do whatever, but not know his presence as such. Realize also, you may swim in his blessings and yet not know his presence. And the other thing is, he may be light all around you. He's shining so brightly and yet you walk in the darkness of ignorance because you do not know his presence. It is the mystery about our Father and about our God. There is something that he wants to turn on in our individual lives that will make us to know him and to experience him in that unique and personal way. We know that God is omnipresent. Just as he has told us there in Matthew chapter 28 verse 20. That lo, I am with you even unto the end of the ages. But many times we get into circumstances and situations where we are unable to identify his presence, although he is omnipresent. He says, I'm everywhere. I am there. I am there with you. And yet, in our natural senses, we cannot see him. We cannot feel him. We cannot smell him. We cannot taste him. And even we cannot hear him. And you will ask, what are you saying God is here? What are you saying that God is with me? And yet you can see what is happening. You can realize, you can hear what is being said. You can feel what I am feeling. What are you talking about that God is here? But here Jesus says, and lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. His interest, he says, even to the end of the age. And I looked at those words and as I meditated on it, one of the things that came to my, my, my mind was, even when we come to the end of ourselves, how many times have you and I come to the end of ourselves? He says even when you come to the end of the age, when you come to the end of uh, yourself, he says, I am with you. 
He says, when, what is this? When we come to the end of our understanding, that we have reached a particular point where nothing makes sense. And you've got no reason to believe at all because nothing makes sense. All that you have trusted, all your ears, and all that you have read, and all that you have heard is meaningless in the situation and in the circumstance where you are. Yet in Matthew 28 verse 20 he says, And lo, I am with you, even to the end of your understanding. Meaning when your understanding reaches this particular point and you step now into the unknown, he says, I am, I am with you. Don't give up. Don't lose it. Even, he says, when your faith comes to an end, you know, having, the whole year I was teaching about faith. And yet, there reaches a point in our walk with God that even your faith comes to an end. Have you heard of the great prophet Elijah? The might, that mighty man of God. He reached a point, his faith came to an end. And you know, I, I think it is in 1 Kings chapter 19. You, you can read it yourself in your own time. I was laughing. 1 Kings chapter 19 from one, verse 1 up to around verse 14. Elijah reaches a point that he's so discouraged. Because Jezebel, you know, he has done some very wonderful thing and Jezebel now comes after him big time. He, he reaches a particular place and Elijah comes before God and he tells him, I want to die. Kill me, let me die. Because, you know, it's of no use being serving you. It's of no use being your great prophet. Of what use is it? Let me die. But Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28 verse 20, and lo, I am with you. Praise God. And today I want you to go away with that particular word. It's the word, it's just the one word he gave me and it laid upon my heart. Pass it unto each one of us. I'm passing it to myself and I'm passing it over to you. He's saying, Lo, I am with you. Oh, for the glory of God in the highest. I want you to remember that man, the epileptic guy. That was a man with the epileptic son. I like his statement. He cried unto the Lord. And it, when the Lord says, you know, only believe. Then he say, the Lord, he said, he told Jesus, Lord, I believe. You hear that? Then he says, help my unbelief. Where has the unbelief come from again? He says, I believe. And then he turns around and says, oh, help my unbelief. When your faith comes to an end, he says, Lo, I am with you. When the pain is unbearable, Lo, I am with you. When the loss is beyond explanation, Lo, I am with you. When the ship is sinking and there is no way of, any, of, of, of survival, Lo, I am with you with you. He says, I am with you even to the end of the age. What does he say? Even when you come to the end of your hope, you have hoped for deliverance. You have believed for that deliverance. And you have known that he has said, you have quoted all the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. 
You've even memorized every single one of them and you've declared them over and over and nothing happens. Still he says, remember Matthew chapter 28 verse 20. And lo, I am with you even when your hope ends. And you've not seen the deliverance that you read, I promised I'll come and deliver you. Isn't that interesting? He says, don't, the, the issue that your hope has come to an end is not an indication that I am not there. No. Lo, I am with you. I am the omnipresent one. Praise God. The times when your tears have rolled until there is no tear left. You cry and now no tear comes out and yet you still want to cry but no tear is coming out. He still says even when your tears come to an end he says what? Lo, I am with you even when the tears end. The end of the tears does not mean anything to me. You mean everything to me. I am with you. And so, my beloved ones, let us be encouraged in our outgoings, in our incomings. Let that grace be upon each one of us. What am I saying? To know his presence makes all the difference. It will hold you together when everything has fallen apart. He's saying, when our world collapses when all that we have held on that's why he says God is our refuge and strength a present help in time of trouble therefore we will not fear even if the earth be removed hear what the psalmist is declaring even the, the ground upon which I stand goes off and I don't have a place to stand. I am falling and falling and falling. He still says, Lord, I am with you even to the end of your world. When everything that you know, everything you have held on, everything you have trusted has disappeared. You have heard all the preachings that you have heard. You have heard all the encouragements you have heard. You have heard all the prophetic words that you can ever receive. And you know that it was prophesied over me concerning this. And yet, it does not come to be. He still says, remember Matthew chapter 28 verse 20. And lo, I am with you even to the end of your world. Praise God. What is he saying? Even when you come to our last penny and we don't know where to turn to or what to do. Remember that particular woman with the issue of blood. The word of God says she spent all her living and all her earning and everything on physicians and was not made one single bit better. She came to the end of her own world in terms of money. She had nothing that she could be able to, to, to look onto. And yet still he says, Lord, I am with you even to the end of the age. Praise God. He showed up for her. But even if he doesn't show up, that the issue of blood takes away her life. 
It does not make a difference. He still says, Lo, I am with you. Don't lose your hope. Don't lose your trust. Don't lose your faith in God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Remember Matthew chapter 28 verse 20. Lo, I am with you. Remember the widow with her flock. You know, when Elijah passes by and he tells her what? Make a, a piece of cake for me fast. And she tells him, I've got only this little left for me and my son and then we die. Do you know something? Even if the, there are many who had maybe waited and cried and they died, they starved to death. And even if this widow and her son would have eaten that particular final bread and died, maybe even given to Elijah, and Elijah ate, and they ate, and then after that no bread appeared, nothing happened, they would have died. Still, he says, Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, Lo, I am with you. Do not measure his presence with the provisions that we receive. Do not measure his presence with the experiences that we have in our day-to-day -day life. Do not measure his presence with anything that is in the world at any one time. Do not measure his presence even with his blessings. Because there are times he can come and say, I want your Isaac. And this time he doesn't bring an offering, a, a lamb or a ram, which you are going to tell you go and sacrifice. And he still allows your, your, your Isaac to disappear and go completely and, and, and he dies. And what do you do? He still says like Abraham says, he hoped against hope. And what God is calling us unto is that no him know his presence let that you know sink into the depths of your knower that you know you know i know that i know when you go to hebrews chapter 11 you understand what it is to know his presence these men and women of faith the bible say some were sown into two that is like prophet isaiah Prophet Isaiah was cut into two, you know, right from up down by, by I think it was it King Uzziah, who, who, the, 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 the king that was in Uzziah or Manasseh, who, 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 you know, he cut him into two because of the prophecies that he was offering. But still, they did not let go. He says some of them endured. The world was meaningless to them. We live in a time where we hold on to so many things in the world. So many blessings in the world. So many items in the world and we feel that if we have this then God has blessed us. That is not the blessing of God in per se. The blessing of God is to know his presence. Know him. In him is everything. If these things are there, hallelujah, we rejoice in them. If they are not there, hallelujah, we rejoice in him. Praise God. The word I share may be quite hard and quite, quite tough. But that is what his word is. He wants us to know him. When you come to the end of your questions, and you can't be able to explain anything, you have asked all the questions that you want to ask. 
and no answer. <laughs> no answer has come. You know, there are many times we ask God many a thousand and one questions, but there are many times he's silent. He never answers. He just keeps quiet and he looks at us. And, but he still says, know my presence. Know my presence. Forget about these questions. What are you asking? Know me. Know me. And we may, our small brains will say, I, I, I'm not going to, I, I laughed the other day, I was talking with my brother, uh, my, one of my uh, big brothers, and he, <laughs> he made me laugh, he's been a minister of the gospel, and he, he laughed, he told me, Paul, I've been serving God, but then, when your sister-in-law died, that my, my sister-in-law passed, passed away, he, he said he was seated at home, and Tears came and he was crying, so he, he didn't want to cry in front of his, of his children. He went into a, a corner, and while he was there crying, he started telling God, God, even you, you are not good. How can you take my wife away? You know, he was so bitter. <laughs> he was so bitter. He was so bitter with God. He told God, he told, God, even you, you are not good. How can you allow this happen? I've been faithful and serving you all this particular time. How can this happen to me? And he said, he said God kept quiet. He didn't answer. He didn't answer. <laughs> he didn't answer. We really laughed. You know, just the other day, as you, you, were, you were talking about the issue of my son, our son going, going, going away to the Lord. And he told me, he, you know, we, we, we really laughed at that particular time. But he has never shared. I told me, I've never shared this with anybody. But I'll tell you, this is actually the truth of what I did. I told God, he's not good. But that did not change God. God still loved me, and he still watches over me up to this particular time. That's what it is. What is it? We come to the end of our questions, and still he says, know me. So my brother and my sister, let us appreciate one thing, that life is not about us. Praise God. God wants us to know that life is about him, not about us. That everything revolves around him. He is the core. He is the center of everything. That's why he says, the earth and the fullness thereof are the Lord's. The world and all that dwell therein. That's what he says. And there's nothing we can do about it. He has spoken and his word stands. So everything belongs to him. He is the center. And as we have said, his presence sustains life. And he wants you to know that presence. That's why he says, and lo, I am with you even to the end of the ages. He said, his presence guarantees his blessing. Even if that blessing doesn't materialize, it is immaterial. It still stands that he says, I will bless you. Now, you may not see that blessing and we may not understand why isn't the blessing being shown or being made manifest. I can't see it. That doesn't change the fact that I am with you. What he's saying is that my presence is the blessing that you require. And you may have seen all these blessings that have been written here. Now realize, it is, it is something I was sharing with Florence and it, it, it surprised me. He promised many promises to Israel. So many, so many. And yet many times, many, many of the Israelites didn't receive any of those blessings. You'll, be, you'll, you'll find that 
at some point he says, only a remnant. Now in the economy of God, we may not be able to understand his economy, how he works. Because he may put 1,000 blessings here. And in our human understanding, I would say, I want every one of those single 1,000 blessings to be seen in my life. That is our, that's our nature. We are selfish characters. I want every one of them to be in my life. But I want you to realize, we are the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. The rain may fall, and it may fall on this particular hand, but not fall on this other one. Has the rain fallen yes. on that particular body? It has fallen on the body. This hand will say it never rained, while this one says, now, nah, it did. And overall, the body will say, it rained. And yet, on this side, they will be saying, now it never rained. The economy of God is difficult to understand. And I want us to move from that place of trying to put God in our economy and let us step out into his economy so that his will may be wrought and accomplished in our lives and his name shall be glorified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It can be a difficult pill to swallow. But that grace of God as it is released upon our lives, it will put strength into our muscles and into our bones and enable us to be victorious in every storm and in every situation to know that it is well. His presence is enough in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. So quickly, let us remember that his presence will enlighten our eyes. His presence, lo, I am with you. It will order our footsteps. That is, as you know him, that presence will be your comfort. Remember those words in Isaiah. I created you. I formed you. I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Then says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, it will not, you will not be burned. You will not, it will not, the flames will not scorch you. And yet in real life, we can experience the scorching of the flames every now, every now and then. And we can ask God, I, God, you say the flames will not scorch me, but Father, look at the scars. The scars are all over my body and all over my, my life and my family. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Still stand by his word that he, he remains faithful. That I will have gone through. The scars are temporal. Why? It's because this is a temporal place that we stay in. This is not poor. Praise the Lord. And this is where we, got, we, we gauge God's blessing on this guy. This guy that I'm holding here. That's where we gauge all the blessings of God. And many times we fall short. So when something has happened badly to this guy that I'm holding, I go cry and say, he left me. He didn't, he didn't protect me. He didn't keep me. But this is a tent. This is a house where I'm staying. The house may be burned. 
but I remain untouched on the inside. It's difficult to be able to grasp because I and the body, we are so cozy together. Anything happening to the body happens, I feel it has happened to me. And so I will direct and tell God, now nah, you didn't appear for me. But he says, what are you talking about? I didn't appear for you. I protected you in your house. May we know his presence. And as we finalize, his presence is a sure companion. Remember Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Lo, I am with you even to the end of the ages. Remember, his name equals his presence. Now listen to what he says in Job chapter 19, a scripture that you know. Job chapter 19, verse 23 to 27. That is, there are many times he may appear to be quiet. And there are many times we may not feel him. But hear what Job says. Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. That they were engraved on a rock with an iron pen and lead forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives. And he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know that in my flesh I shall see God. Whom I shall see for myself. And my eyes shall behold and not another. How my heart yearns within me. And as I say, he may appear to be quiet, and we may not feel him. But just Job says, but I know my Redeemer lives, and he will one day stand upon earth. He wants you to know him. Know him through all that particular shadow and pain that my Redeemer lives in times of great darkness, in times of grief. In times of sorrow and in times of loss, in times of pain, what is he telling us? Let our faith and our hope pierce through that particular thick wall, that thick dark cloud of darkness. And let us hook into knowing that, lo, I am with you, even to the end of yourself. For the glory of my wondrous name. His presence is a sure anchor for us. As you hook into knowing him. And I want that to be your prayer and my prayer. That Father, let me know your presence. For the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And let us realize it all ends with everything engulfed again in his presence in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Realize what he says in Revelation chapter 22. Revelation chapter 21 verse 22 to 24 as we draw to a close. But I saw no temple in it. That is in the new Jerusalem where we are going. He says, I saw no temple in it. There was no unique specific building where we'll come in like this one and say, oh, we are going into church. We are going into the house of God as we are used to saying. He says, but I saw no temple in it. 
For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Think about it. God and the Lamb, they are the temple of the new heaven and the new earth that we are going into. There is no physical temple to go into. He is the temple. Know him. He wants you to enter into that particular wondrous, glorious experience of moment by moment experience of knowing his presence in every situation for the glory of his name. He says, the city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in that particular light. And the kings of the earth bring their glory and their honor into it. He is everything. He will come. No wonder Paul says in him we live we move, we have our being. He is beyond our comprehension. And he wants you to know him. Don't walk lonely wondering, oh, I'm just alone. And he's all around you. He's massaging you from head up to the toes of your feet. He's telling you, what are you talking about that you are alone? You are a mother mash right within me. And you are daring say that you are alone. No, my presence and list of all revelations, chapter 22, verse 1 to 5. He says, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its streets, and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and, know, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no more night there. They need no lamp, no light of the sun, for God, the Lord God, gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And as they say, that after all ends, he says, it all ends with everything engulfed in his presence. And that's what he's trying to tell us even now. Although we may not see, we may not experience, we may not behold. He says that presence is actually engulfing us and we are not feeling it. We are crying and, you know, lamenting and wailing. And, but we are crying in that particular presence. That's the wonder of it. He says, in my presence is fullness of joy. And yet in that fullness of joy, we are wailing and murmuring and complaining to him how he has left us and asking a thousand whites. I ask a thousand whites. I'm not saying you alone. I do it over and over, and especially when David left. I asked him a million whites, leave alone thousand but he tells he comes and he tells us yet once again here you are enmeshed in the presence of joy at my right hand are pleasures forevermore and yet you choose to cry in the midst of my pleasures may we know his presence may we know his grace and may we know his mercy
Listen to this one as I read the final psalm and then we, we are through. Psalms 107, a few verses, he says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered out of the lands from the east and the, from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness. In a desolate way, they found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He delivered them out of their distress. And he led them forth by the right hand, that they may go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men will give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works. To the children of men for he satisfies the longing soul and he fills the hungry soul with goodness those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death bound in affliction and arms because they rebelled against the words of god and despised the counsel of the most high therefore he brought them down he brought down on their heart with, with labor they fell down and there was none to help then they cried out to the lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and in the shadow from the out of the shadow of death. He broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that men will give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And finalizing, for he has broken the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron in two. Fools. Because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities were afflicted. Their soul uphold all manner of food. And they drew near to the gates of death. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them. And he delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men will give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. In the times of his deliverance, realize there are those who may not test the deliverance, but still the deliverance comes. In the times when he provides the food for the hungry, realize there are those who may not test of that particular food. They may still die of that hunger. But still, the Lord remains good and his mercy endures forever. Let us know his presence. Let us be assured he will bring you through. And as Meshach and Abednego and Shadrach, they say, even if he doesn't deliver us, we will still believe in him. Praise God. Even if I don't see the physical blessing, I will still do what? I will still believe in him. Father, let that be our experience. To know your presence. To know this word. And lo, I am with you even to the end of the ages. I bless your children tonight as we step out of the sanctuary. May your presence be a reality in each one of our lives. May we know you. May we know your presence, O oh God. May we experience you. 
not only dwelling in that presence, but to know it, to know it, to know it, everlasting Father, for the honor of your glorious name. And so by your command, I place your name upon your sons and your daughters and upon the families of your children. May you be glorified in each one of their lives. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. The Lord establish you in his shalom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.